0: Hi, this is Dave Summers, and welcome to AMA Edgewise. Stephen Denning, who has permitted me to call him Steve, is a renowned agile advocate who serves on the advisory board of the Drucker Forum. He is a former World Bank executive and an author of several books, including The Leader's Guide to Radical Management and his latest, The Age of Agile, which is published by Amicom, And that's what we're going to talk about here today. The subtitle of the book, Steve, is How Smart Companies Are Transforming the Way Work Gets Done. Welcome to AMA Edgewise. Thanks. Just a few questions here. Please explain, if you don't mind, what you mean by strategic agility. What's the the Steve Denning definition of strategic agility? Well, I distinguish
1: strategic agility from operational agility. Operational agility is making... Existing products for existing customers better, faster, cheaper, more intimate, more frictionless, making things generally better. Strategic agility is about creating new products for customers that you don't currently have. And so creating whole vast new markets. Like an example would be the iPhone, which transformed mobile phones. Mobile phones, operationally, the firms were making them better. Apple came along and said, let's have something different that reached a vast new market.
0: That's right. And in that particular case of the iPhone, nobody was sort of knocking on their door going, hey, you know what we need? No, no it was sort of Apple, Steve Jobs, Apple yeah. doing that sort of huge leapfrog right. into, right. you know, here's this new thing. Right. Next question. What are the core principles of the agile organization? Well, First and most important is that this is a mindset.
1: It's a different way of interacting and thinking about the world. It's quite different from the way 20th century organizations, and there are three aspects to this mindset. First, there is a total obsession with delivering more value to customers. Everything in the organization is oriented to giving more value to customers. Secondly, instead of scaling up the organization to deal with big complex problems, you descale complex problems into tiny pieces that small cross-functional self-organizing teams can implement in short cycles and get direct feedback from customers. And thirdly, having the whole organization function not as a top-down pyramid command and control, but as in a fluid network in which information's flowing up down sideways in a very easy and frictionless manner. Those th- three principles mm-hmm. represent the key aspects of the agile mindset and companies that are doing them are hugely successful. I mean, the largest companies on the planet, the five largest companies on the planet, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft are implementing those principles. So they are very successful, and not everyone realizes that
0: that is one of the Secrets or the keys to their success. You paint a very rosy picture of this type of approach. Do you perceive any weaknesses in this type of approach? Are are there are there any, or is it not we're talking about?
1: Well, it's not being implemented very widely. A oh, recent survey okay. of uh, by Deloitte said that ninety four percent of companies want to be agile. They want to be agile, but how many of those companies are already highly agile? Six percent. So there's an eighty eight percent gap between aspiration and accomplishment and the reason for that is that this is a huge shift this is a huge cultural shift of big old organizations and some organizations have succeeded in it. Microsoft is an example. Some of the most successful organizations that were born agile so that they didn't have to make a transition. And they showed
0: up agile, right? They were constructed that way. They
1: were born that way. They were created that way. The founder believed in that from the outset, and so they don't have to go through a big, wrenching cultural change. But if you're a 100-year-old or even, say, Barclays, 327-year-old company. I mean, it's got a lot of legacy culture. Yeah, a lot of skeletons (laughs) in the closet there, yeah. And not uh, really a very agile organization. So the book describes how they, recognizing that their future depends on becoming agile, have launched an agile transformation. So they're in a fairly early stage, but they're on that journey. And all of these firms are on a journey. None of them have arrived. All of them are continuing to innovate and innovate both in the products and services and in the their way of managing those products
0: and services. Sure. So it's continuous innovation. You mentioned a little bit earlier this idea of culture and what I know about agile, the kind of legacy. What is it and how does it work? It, it always struck me as being very uh, process driven. You know, very process, very people, very skill, very task, but very task focused. What role does culture play in Agile, or how does Agile affect culture?
1: The short definition of culture would be just the way we do things around here, the way everyone knows that that's the way we do things around here. So it's a combination of attitudes, goals, impressions, habits, really everything that determines how things are done around here. And those habits, attitudes, assumptions are deeply ingrained in the and the way that people function there. And when you work in an organization, you quickly figure out uh, what those ways are. So when somebody comes along and says, we are now going to change all that and everything is going to be different, it doesn't happen overnight. So the book is about, in fact, how do you do that? What success have people had in doing that? And how did they go about it? And what does it look like in practice? And so we give some striking examples of that.
0: I hear an awful lot of stories from people who sit in that chair and in front of that microphone about command and control hierarchies, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of old school corporate organizations. Now, for the leader of an organization that is built on command and control hierarchy, structure, the pyramid, whatever, what steps would you suggest that they take to evolve into an agile organization or what would be the first like two or three things they should consider doing?
1: Well, first, they should find out what it is. Uh, They should find out what this whole movement is about, why it has become so hugely successful, what its strengths are, and secondly they should make an assessment of what's going on in their organization and typically in any large organization they will find that there is lo and behold, some parts of the organization have already embraced this. They go particularly to the IT department they will find that software can only really be done this Mm -hmm. way and so they will find agile advocates within the organization and They should then start to look around for potential champions who can start to mobilize effort and energy and sharing the experience and finding these champions. Typically, the middle or upper middle part of the organization, they're going to be the people who are going to lead this change. And they should reinforce them. They should encourage them. They should give them resources. They should, on a daily basis in every conversation, learn about it, talk about it, Show that they're interested. And you'll see in the example in changing culture, I mean, that's what the CEO did from day one, every day, just talking with everyone at lunch in meetings and saying, this is what the organization is going to be
0: about. It becomes mm-hmm. part of the air you breathe when right, you're here. Right. Yeah.
1: But it certainly doesn't happen overnight. You will need a team around you, you can't do this alone. If you have a set of subordinates, uh, centurion guards, who are basically opposed to what you're trying to do, it's not going to... Could be difficult. And, uh, you'll probably be stabbed in the back at some point. <laughs> and, uh,
0: Read your and, Roman history, yeah, people. I
1: uh, have <laughs> uh, Yeah, so you need to celebrate triumphs, uh, celebrate successes. You need to master the art of leadership storytelling so right. that you can inspire people all across the organization and set up metrics to track progress and watch out what your competitors are doing and learn about what is involved in both operational agility and strategic agility.
0: Just as a wrap-up question here, what are the the pitfalls leaders need to be aware of when making this or approaching this type of cultural shift? What should be the watchouts or the things they should be keeping in the back of their mind?
1: Well, they, first of all, have to realize what they're getting into. And so, for instance, if you're a public corporation that has a officially stated goal of maximizing shareholder value as reflected in the stock price, you should recognize that what you're attempting is to reverse that, that you are now about to have a corporation that's totally focused on delivering value for customers and creating more customers, which as a result will lead to more long-term shareholder value, like Amazon. Amazon said they didn't care about profits, but they had a vision of how to create more customers, and as a result, they're now the most valuable company in the stock market. But you have to realize that you are tackling something that, unless you have a clear vision as to where you're going, you're likely to be immediately punished by the stock market. So, for instance, Paul Polman, head of Unilever, announced on day one he was going to make this drastic change, and he did it deliberately because, as he says, he thought, well, they can't fire me on day one. I know. <laughs> Let's get this pain,
0: pain over with immediately. You and know? so
1: the stock price tanked, but it's come right back again, and he's still, eight years later, is still going on from strength to strength. So this is a matter of leadership, of communication, of courage, and overcoming those kind of pressures. But you will certainly, changing an organizational culture, you'll find that some people are really not ready for that and you will have to find a way to um, part company with with some if they sure. are not willing to go on this journey because it is a journey. It does need courage. It does need leadership. It does need continuing force, and not everyone is, is ready for that. And so what you see in the example I quoted with uh, SRA International, I mean, a number of the vice presidents simply left. It just wasn't right for them. Right. And so that was in some sense a relief because you could then have a... a Set of executives who are kind of clears the
0: game board a little bit,
1: right? Exactly.
0: We've been speaking to Steve Denning, he's the author of The Age of Agile How Smart Companies Are Transforming the Way Work Gets Done. Steve, this is pretty cool stuff. Good luck with the book. Thanks a lot. Follow American Management Association on Twitter to learn more about upcoming free programs, the latest news, management insights, and special offers. You can follow us at AMANET. That's AMANET. Hope to tweet to you real soon. We take feedback very seriously here at the AMA. If you get a minute, you have some thoughts about this program or additional questions, just send an email to us at podcasts at amanet.org.